All right, I want to talk with you guys on, on this topic right here. Are you guys ready? Dying to live. All right, dying to live. And uh, let's jump right into it. John chapter 12. If you don't have uh, your Bibles, you can download our app. There's a Bible inside of the app. But John chapter 12, it reads like this, verse 24. This is Jesus talking. So if you've got a real Bible... You can see that it's in red. I say real Bible because I've got a fake Bible up here. Here's a real Bible. Okay, so red print. Here we go. I tell you the truth. Unless a a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies. Everybody say dies. It remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. So this is Jesus teaching on this thought. Hey, kernels, if kernels die, it produces a lot. If the kernels don't die, then it doesn't multiply. It doesn't produce a lot. Now, in this passage in this teaching you and I we are a type and shadow of a kernel just for this teaching okay so this is what's basically being said if you die you're actually going to live so let me kind of unpack this thought It's not talking about physically dying. It's talking about dying to certain things in life. And if you see those certain things and you choose to allow your care for those things to die, then your life is able to be multiplied into greater levels of effectiveness, deeper levels of peace than ever before. Uh, Last night, did anyone here get woken up by the storm? Raise your hand if you got woken up by the storm. Uh, Well, I have three kids. Two of them were awake on the first bolt of lightning. Boom, they're up. Both of them standing there on the sides of the beds with their teddy bears. Our 11-year-old was up. Our 8-year-old was up. Our 2-year-old, she was in her crib. Didn't wake up, not even for a second. She was at perfect peace. See, that, when you are able to die to a few things, what you inherit is perfect peace. All hell might be breaking loose. Finances, storms, floods, stress. And you handle it like a baby in a storm. Doesn't mean that the storm is not is going to go away. It just means that you handle it differently. Boats have no problems with storms. Are you with me? 
So we're going to unpack this a little bit. Um, let's just look at this passage and, and just dissect it a little bit. So there, there's, there's a four-part progression of a kernel. Now, the first thing that I want to unpack is, uh, number one, it says that a kernel is planted in the soil. Now, when I read that, I thought, hmm, because it's pointing out that the kernel is in the soil because kernels don't have to be planted in the soil. Now, remember, you and I are a type and shadow of a kernel in this passage. There's other places that the kernel could have been planted it didn't have to be planted in the soil. In Matthew chapter 13, it gave three other options other than soil. In 13, it says that seeds could be planted on the footpath or um, on the road. Now, it says there that when a seed, when truth is put on the, uh, when it's thrown out, when, when a preacher or a friend, a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, when they say something true, sometimes it doesn't land in soil. Sometimes it lands on the footpath. And what you know that it lands on the footpath when it doesn't make sense and the enemy comes and takes it right away. I've got somebody in my family tree. Every time I talk about the Lord, it's like this. Doesn't make sense. It won't sink in. They do not care. The same truth I share with you, it's in soil. It's in good ground. It blooms. You want to tell your wife about it. You want to tell your kids about it. Well, I say the same exact thing to him. Doesn't care. Footpath. Or it could land on rocky soil, which means some people receive the truth, the same message I'm giving to you. They get excited. Wahoo! The first problem they get, they completely forget about it. Now, I'm, I'm going to embarrass them. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you come up and speak. But, but Robert and Teresa, just stand up so they know who I'm talking about. If you haven't met these people, these are my close friends. You need to meet them. So uh, stand up, Robert. I want everyone to see who you are. Okay, then you can sit back down now. Um, they love it when I do that. Uh, <laughs> but they, they just started coming to church a few months ago, or a few weeks ago. Months? Weeks? Months. Um, he started bringing his family, and... Uh, they, they hit a couple rough patches and I thought to myself, oh boy, what's going to happen? I really thought that. Oh boy, what's going to happen? Because oftentimes when they, people come to church, if the word, the message goes on rocky soil, as soon as something rough happens, you never see them again. And so they're still here. And I'm just like, I love these people because we all go through a rough patch, right? 
the only difference between people that land on soil or whether it lands on the footpath or rocky ground is whether or not you stay in. Now watch this. Sometimes it lands on thorns. So we, we throw out the, the kernel or the seed, if you will, and you're pumped up about it. You like it. You love it. But when it lands on thorns, the Bible says this, that the truth, the message, the passion, it gets choked out. Tapped out. UFC stuff. Tapped out. It goes away. Why? Because you get so passionate about getting money or other temporal treasures. You get consumed with it. And so the first thing that this whole message is Jesus is saying this. He goes, when a kernel, when a person has good soil, when they are really doing their their best to pursue me, when they're sincerely got their life, the trend and direction is coming in my way, when they're in the soil, that's, that's the first stage, then that kernel, that person begins to die. So when you and I are passionate about God, there's certain parts of us that begin to die. And this is a very good thing. Watch this. Where does it die? Well, let's look to the footpath to see where seeds die and what exactly dies. In the footpath, it's when doubts come in. But if you are in the soil then your doubts die. You see how that works. So when you are buried, you are good soil, you are moving in the trend and direction of the Lord, you are worshiping God, what ends up happening is the more you worship, the more you read the Word, the more you're in church, the more you pray, your doubts begin to die, die, die. There used to be a day where you looked at church and the Bible like, what? And now you're like, yes. Doubts begin to die. Another part begins to die in a kernel or a seed. And we can look to the rocky ground for this. Because on the rocky ground, cares of the world live. But when you're in the soil, the cares for the world die. Now, there's a, there's a little bit of tension here because you have to care to a certain degree. Like, you can't show up to work at noon and be like, what's that? You, you, the, 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 you can't look at the visa bill and go, whatever, I'm going to heaven, throw it in the trash. Has <laughs> anyone here, were you told, I was told this, when you were a kid, did you ever have an adult tell you, oh, don't worry about it, you'll never be an adult anyway because Jesus is coming back? Raise your hand. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to that? Yeah. See how that works? So people, <laughs> I was also told, ah, by the time you're, you're old enough to drive, cars will be able to fly. Does, was anybody told that? Yeah. I had to start my car with a string. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the, the reality is this, is we, we have to care to a certain degree. 
Uh, but there's this tension. You, you can't care so much that the cares dominate you, and it begins to overshadow what's eternal. Here's another way of saying it. What's temporal cannot overshadow the eternal. That's when cares, you know when cares are starting to overshadow the eternal, when the eternal things no longer matter as much as the temporal. Are you with me? So those cares, you'll notice when you're deep in the soil, when you are receiving messages, when you are, you are worshiping, you're, you're, you're soaking up preaching, you're soaking up teaching. And, and when you're not in this room, you're creating church on your own. Like you can have church by yourself. Your church at home isn't supposed to replace this church. It's supposed to run in parallel. Are you with me? So, so you do it by yourself, and, and God gets a solo during the week, and then we sing in concert on the weekends and on Wednesday. Are you with me? So, so this, it, it begins to build, and, and the cares. So what happens is there's certain cares that die. Here's something else that dies, is there once was a day where being a multimillionaire may have been very important to you. And now when you are sold out and you're consumed with the eternal, what happens to, see, with the thorns, it kills passion for God and increases passion for money. But the exact opposite happens when you're in the soil because passion for money and wealth begins to die and passion for God begins to live. There's certain things that die. Let me see if I can recap this. When you're a kernel that's in the soil, you're not on the path, you're not in the thorns, you're in the soil. Certain things, point number two, begin to die within you. There's certain doubts that you used to have, but those doubts have died. There's certain passions that you used to have, but those passions have died. How many of you are now old enough, and, and some of you may not be there yet, and don't take it personal. Uh, everybody crosses this bridge at a certain stage in life. Some people it's 15, some people it's 85. But you're old enough to hit that point where being a millionaire is no longer your life's purpose. Some of you didn't put your hand up, and that's okay. I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> you just keep on chasing it. Hopefully, you'll get tired soon. You know, I, that was my life's purpose until I was like 19, and I realized, hold on a second. Yeah, I don't know about this. And then you have relapses. <laughs> Are you with me? You're like, I don't care about money. I just care about Jesus. Except for right now, I need somebody. You have relapses. There's a certain point, and sometimes there's like an event that it, it straightens you out forever. Somebody goes to the hospital, and then you realize where money's at on the priority scale. Are you with me? Something, there's like a, there's like a jolt in life, and you're never again the same. Oftentimes things like that happen. But when you are a kernel, 
you're dialing in. Now hear me, hear me say this. When that happens, new kernels begin to develop. Point number three. Souls are now saved. Nothing is more exciting than bringing somebody to church and watching them develop a relationship with God. But that does not happen when you are living for other things. It says this, that new kernels, let me read this. It says, but its death will produce many new kernels. Anytime new kernels are not being developed in someone's life, new people are not being brought to the Lord. It's because certain things are consuming their attention and time. And when that begins to die, those things no longer consume their attention and time. New kernels start developing. New kernels are souls being saved. New kernels are when broken things begin to get mended. New kernels is when peace is injected into somebody's life. These are all new things that didn't exist. And the last and final Roman numeral I want to share with you is it says this, that those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. In verse 25 at the beginning, it says, those who love their life in this world will lose it. Here's the last and final point, and the musicians can come forward. Love their life will lose it. Those who love their life will lose it. Did you, that was a typo as well. Sorry, I typed fast and I gave it. Now, now you guys look dumb because of my mistake. Sorry about that. But those who love their life will lose it. I was thinking about that, and I thought to myself, a lot of times we squeeze life with passion. We're so passionate about our job. We're so passionate about this. We're passionate about that, and we squeeze it. And what I was thinking about when I was putting the notes together is, is people who squeeze their life get the life squeezed out of them. So what's the whole point of this entire message? We've got to back up and ask the Lord, is there anything that I am too concerned about? Is there anything I am too passionate about? Is there anything that needs to die in my life? Is there anything overshadowing you in my pursuit towards you? Is there anything at all? Because if there is, Lord, I just want to fix that right now. Because then we start living.